Welcome to the Luminaries edition of the Balanced Bowley Podcast, a dedication to outstanding women who inspire, influence, and ignite a better tomorrow with the courageous work they implement today. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, the number one balance and relationship advisor in the world, here to make sure that you get everything you need by going behind the scenes with these fantastic featured experts. And today, I am not bringing you anything shy of something amazing, beautiful, flowy, and ooh, super juicy, because she is wearing her crown at 7 a.m. in the morning today just for you. I have to recommend and bring forth to you my new good friend, Miss Linda a wife, a mama, a fantastic daughter, I must say, because she has already clued me in on her 97-year-old grandmother, grandmother, you hear me? Mother, who is going to be probably a great-great-grandmother in some moment that's coming up. We didn't talk about that, but we will, because I'm all about G-Bunny things these days. (laughs) Linda is a sought-after personal development speaker, coach, and business executive strategist. She has been a published author, facilitator, and the award-winning Breakthrough Living Personal Development Coaching Program expert featured in all the places that you can probably get your fingers on today because, you know, it's the days of Google. You can pretty much get anything, except which she's going to talk about here. Linda is also the co-founder and co-CEO of GIA, an international wellness company that Linda guided from a local startup all the way into an international multi-million dollar success story. Clap your hands, people. That's what I'm talking about. Miss Linda, welcome to the Balance Bowley Podcast. How are you today? I am just better than good. I am so happy to be here. I am super happy to have you. This is an exciting morning right now. The spirit of all the juicy things that are flowing post-Mother's Day after everything that we went through in 2020 and are still trying to navigate through in 2021 and probably for many moons to come. I know that you are sitting in a space where you are trying to enjoy and be grateful for all the goodness and consider continue to impact the lives of the people that you serve. I would love for you to share a little bit about those ambitious women and few good men that you serve right now. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, it's funny. I literally was just talking to a friend yesterday and catching up with her through the last year and a half, we hadn't been, you know, chatting very often. And I was telling her that I started a nonprofit in November because after the the year and a half that we all went through, and I'm going to say before, I'm going to say more than a year and a half that we all went through. I'm just going to go there. Like the, the last five years that we've all been through, wow. um, I had to just, I woke up one morning and I told my husband, I have to be a part of the solution. I cannot, I cannot focus on this um, at anymore. And so, um, part of what I've done, you mentioned the wellness company. So my husband and I, um, run that company together and I've had my own brand with training and speaking for 30 years, um, <laughs> I'm 56 years young. So it's been, it's been a long time that I was doing that. And, and then now this last year starting the nonprofit really to empower women, because I believe there's, um, to quote my good friend, Dr. Irvin Laszlo, there is nothing more noble. There is nothing more urgent than to give a platform for women to use their voice. And my, my work is really around helping them use their voice, trust their voice and, and as first finding it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about what I do and 
No, I love it. You know, reclaiming your voice, especially if you've felt like it got buried under the noise of all of the nonsense around you. You know, I'm, I'm trying not to use potty mouth here, but, you know, the nonsense that's happening around us right now, you can feel inundated and overwhelmed by it. And it could make you either get really rageful and angry and kind of blurt out without you know, having people hear you clearly because you're so rageful or it could make you shrink back. So I hear that you're really, you know, serving the women who have had to fall back or maybe even shrink back because of all the nonsense and the noise around them and really helping them reclaim reclaim that power again so they can speak fully into who they are and serve who they're supposed to serve. Yeah. And, you know, I think as you're saying that, it, it dawns on me that it is really empowering women, which is, you know, a phrase that is so kind of overused sometimes, but empowering women, when I think about literally decades ago, that the blueprint stayed the same, you know, there was this tradition about men and women and, and whose role was what, and there's, we can look back decades to see that women were in the workforce and at the same time expected to do and raise children. And, and so all of this expectation and all of this, and by the way, we're supposed to look good doing it all uh -huh. and all that. And, you know, I think back the bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan, some commercial from years ago, you know, we're still breaking the mold. We're yeah. still, we're, we're still trying to, to break the mold, but um, yeah, I think, specifically to the last year and a half or so, I think what was uh, revealed a lot of the ugly beneath the beautiful, so to speak, and, and that disruption that caused us to go, okay, we've got lots of work to do. Let's put, let's pull up our, let's, let's link arms and let's do the work and let's do it together. So I think that's where my mindset is right now to yeah. stay connected to joy, stay connected to purpose and to transcend the, the potty mouth words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. All day long. I tease all the time because I'm a minister as well. And I'm like, sometimes a cup of cussing just really, it, it serves its purpose. I'm just saying. I'm not an advocate, but at the same time, I get it. So no judgment, right? <laughs> I get it. I'm curious, you know, with everything that you've been doing over your beautiful, wise 30 plus years in the business, because I, I saw that on your face where you're like, hmm, do I tell these people how old I am? Oh, yes, because you look good, honey. You look good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and with those 30 plus years that, you know, literally over three decades of seeing all the, the transformations and the nonsense and the foolishness in the space, especially personal development, because you and I know there are some really silly rabbit holes that you could fall down if you're not careful. And then there's some beautiful lanes that you have to get through the forest and the weeds and the nonsense to be able to see. When all of that is happening, it really puts you in a space of your own personal growth journey of making sure that you don't lose your core, your center, where you want to be and, and still allow yourself to grow simultaneously, which in and of itself can be a challenge of like, well, I don't want to lose who I am, but I want to have an open mind and, and shift my perspective to, and, you know, allow other things in and still maintain to your point, frying up the bacon and doing what you do at home with your family. Was there something specific that really like shifted you in your core over 2020 that really made you feel like, I have to do something different and I, and I don't want to lose who I am in the process, but I have to do something different to make this change. 
Um, yeah, I, and I think when we talk about personal development, for me, a lot of what that growth is, is just remembering who we are. It's not discovering, it's just remembering because we're born into the world, this amazing pure essence of love and I'll, I'll stand on love till my last breath. Um, but I think for me, you know, I was really fortunate. My, my mother's from Central America. So my, she's from Nicaragua. I grew up speaking Spanish, even though I don't look like it. I have 27 first cousins from my mom's side of the family who's Central American. My dad was a California blonde hair, blue eyed boy. And, <laughs> and the other irony there is that my mother coming from Central America was Roman Catholic. My father was Jewish. So I grew up, one of the things I teach and one of the, the greatest gifts that is part of my curriculum is to honor and value differences yeah. in people in whatever that looks like. Honor and value differences. End of story. You don't have to go only if this and if that and but this. No, it's just plain. Stop there. Yeah. So I had, I had that upbringing where it wasn't that we had to learn to honor and you just, you had, that was life. And <laughs> I think what happened when I was eight, and you said you're a minister, when I was eight and I was at Catholic school, there was a song that they were singing and it's, it, it said something like, if you've ever seen a stranger and seen the face of your brother, then you've seen Jesus. And for me, it's not about seeing Jesus as, as much as I came home and told my mom, I said, mom, do you realize that every single person is our family? Like, uh -huh. every even the people we don't know. And I had this like wide eyed moment. And pretty much from that point on, I would say that I, I, I felt a part of humanity as extended part of my family and that we have a responsibility. So in 2020, to answer now specifically your question, I remember seeing an interview of a 26, 25 year old girl in the middle of America who had been to a political rally and was sobbing that if we had a new president, that we would no longer have Christmas and that she was told there would be no Christmas. I don't know if you ever saw this thing. It, it, it was a moment when I was like, how is it possible that, it, it, ha, that someone can have a belief that, and she was sobbing that her three children would not have Christmas. And I'm watching this interview and I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't. That was, yeah moment where I went like, okay, so it's about education, uh -huh. about bringing to every human being dignity and grace, but also education and environment yes. so that people do not fall for those <laughs> glaring inaccuracies. The cultish mindsets uh, are almost overwhelming because there's there's a part of us that definitely looks at it like what are you talking about how could you possibly think that that is true but when you're you're not susceptible to that form of retraining of your mind or maybe you didn't have necessarily foundational principles to stand on and grow on that would help you you know funnel out and filter nonsense from you know right. what is poor reality there is something to be said about ignorance is not bliss ignorance is really not knowing any better yeah and um this phrase to be uneducated and opinionated is a really dangerous conversation huh. and 
I feel like that, I, I, I think that that is some of what we've seen. And, you know, we all know that phrase. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. And so I think that's part of what's happened. But you're right. It was that kind of cultish, weird thing that was happening. That's what put me over the edge in 2020, where it's like, yeah. okay, it's awesome that we have a successful company and we have a lot of give back things. I work with young adults and leadership and, you know, a lot of that, but that was when I kind of put the stake in the ground and I, I like, no, that's, that's not enough. And so we started the nonprofit and before I even had a chance to finish formulating the thought, it's, it is un, it is started like an avalanche. And now I'm doing a kindness in the workplace curriculum for the immigration department, starting in the government of Canada and anti-racism task force. So it's a kindness curriculum that leads to dignity, um, understanding how every person deserves dignity. So this is all, it's, you know, one of those things, you know, I know, you know, even though I just met you, I know, you know, that when those things happen that are meant to supposed to happen, is that a phrase meant to supposed to happen? I make up words all the time, Linda. I call them the Kitaism. So this is a Lindaism. So much that Linda is Linda. Just I was like, yeah, uh, English literature major. It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to happen. So this whole nonprofit thing, it just kind of it took off, and there was a moment where I was feeling a bit like we all can feel overwhelmed, right? I had so many things. There was a moment there was like, you know what? Maybe I need to take a step back and not do this. Maybe that's what needs to happen. And literally the next week. I got a call from this large, large charity and wanted to align. And it was like, okay, well, it's happening. And so we'll figure out, we'll figure out that balance. I think it's beautiful and phenomenal how much this is needed and you're in a space for it. And I'm really disheartened that we have to do it at the same time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I do. It's, I do. It's, it's so unfortunate that you would have to teach kindness yet it's so necessary that it has to be done. And I'm really grateful that someone with your background who didn't just wake up and decide that this is what you were going to do, that really grew into this space, that was able to walk through those heavy waters and and see the ebbs and flow of what growth and development and lack of kindness versus kindness can give you so that you can teach it to people who are making changes. Like just the fact that you're saying like, this is the immigration department for the government account. Like this is a big deal. This is not a small potato moment. It is, it is not a small potato moment. I love that. I'm going to take that Nikita-ism. It's not <laughs> a small potato moment. No, it's a bit, it's a big potato. It is a big potato, but you know, and here's the thing I have had to remind myself more than ever. I usually have a lot of a big container of grace to hold for people when they're not kind. I understand that it comes from fear always, either whether it's unkindness, the stuff they were talking about earlier, it all comes from fear. And I, I usually am really good at being able to, you know, understand first and all of that. But, but last year I I couldn't even, it it was hard to even go there to, to find that grace to say, you know, it's fear. It's like, you know what, at a certain point, you just got to, people have got to transcend the fear of ridiculousness and all the stuff. So I, I don't know if you study or have heard of the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was just having this conversation with Nita Lerd, who's an amazing expert who's certified in that too. She's a big believer in exceptionality. Yeah. (laughs) A friend of mine shared with me the lyrics, a, a songwriter wrote lyrics about the, the different, um, 
personalities of the Enneagram and mine, oh. mine it, it was, it stuck with me in, in the lyrics that are affiliated with my personality profile for the most part. It said, I, I was born with hope in my bones. And I connected to that and related to that so, so much. And I think part of what um, that that moment that you were saying, like that, that shift moment that happened is the morning when, when you wake up and I didn't feel that hope in my bones. And I was like, yeah, no, this is very uncomfortable. Let's fix this. Let's get back to this because problems are solved through hope and love and joy and compassion and creativity and connecting to that divine like that's where problems are solved so let's go there i love that and that also explains a lot about you know your background right like not only your ability to navigate you know career challenges that come in this space of personal development and always making sure your message gets to the right people and standing above the noise and all the different things that you have to do as an expert in this space that also personally you are standing in a space of making sure that you are connected to hope and knowing that there is always a possibility to get through, not over, but get through whatever this storm, hurricane, tornado that's hitting you right now is bringing so that your children and your future children's children and your 97-year-old mother and anyone else that is righteously connected to you can benefit from. And that makes all the difference in the world, including your decision to want more for yourself, which in and of itself, when you're a woman who appreciates gratitude can be difficult because a lot of us hide behind gratitude. We're like, oh, I'm so grateful. And then they think the gratitude is the period. How the kids say period with a T at the end. It's like, you know, it's, you can be grateful and want more. Like you already had very well-established companies before you decided to start your nonprofit. You were grateful and wanted more. It's always, I think that's the balance. People have a hard time with that. It's being, but life is working through us. So if you have an idea, you can't deny that message from your soul. That that's life trying to expand. You can't, I mean, in my opinion, that's what I try and teach people. Your brain is going to lie to you, but your soul and your heart, they're not. So you got to listen to that. And so if you have an idea, it's, it's meant to come forth. And, you know, I, I understand that this idea of being over driven or, or like, can't you just be grateful for what you have or where you are? But we are meant to grow. A blade yes. of grass pushes through concrete. It doesn't stop. It continues to push through and grow. And we are meant to that. We're, we're made of that same stuff. We're made of that energy that seeks growth and expansion. So I think we have a responsibility to be grateful and to continue to grow and give because those are connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I always put, uh, I know you guys listening can't see my hands, but if you've been following anything I do, you know, I'm always very physically animated as if I have Italian in my family and I don't, unfortunately, I don't have it, but <laughs> you know, and A&T is always in parentheses, right? Like, you know, so many people, force themselves to make a choice of or. And I really do think it's an and. Like, you know, there's a a gentleman, forgive me, I can't think of his name. I just kind of saw him, you know, pop up on a feed somewhere. He was a Navy SEAL and became a medical doctor and became an astronaut. Who does that, right? Yeah. But he, to your your description of the, the blade of grass going through concrete, he didn't stop at the one significant level of accomplishment which was being a Navy SEAL, which that in and of itself is phenomenal. 
he right, then right. became, uh, I believe, a surgeon and then became a freaking astronaut. Who does that? You I mean, I, who can do it? That's the thing. It's the person who can't. It not, that's not for everybody. That is clearly not for me. I am not a science. I am not a science person. Uh, that, that is not for me. So it's not a. You know, sometimes I I heard this young girl. I mean, young because anyone is <laughs> under forty is young. But something about you know, there's all this responsibility and these people that are telling us we have to find our purpose. And I just don't. I, you know, it doesn't. You don't have to have that. And I was like, whoa, when did that become heavy? Discovering mm. purpose is joyful. There's no responsibility of it. it. It's not like, a yeah, you have a responsibility to try and step into your potential. But this this idea that people like me are pressuring people to discover their purpose, it's like, sorry, I'm trying to help you experience the gift of who you are. That That is not pressure. That is fun. That's the discovery process of what are the gifts that were you were just endowed with and you were born with, and let's remember what those are. Let let let's that that shouldn't feel like pressure. It should feel like a privilege and a responsibility to connect to your heart. Yes, to tap in. I'm like looking at you, and I'm just like trying not to pound on my chest and mess up the. <laughs> To, to your point is to tap in. Like I tell people all the time, your purpose isn't out there floating. It's in there. It's in you because to your point, you were already born with it. The challenge is all the scripts and all the trauma and the drama and the chaos and confusion that life and sometimes parents and siblings and your first bully experience and your, the ignorant fourth grade teacher that told you, you you would never be good at math or the fifth grade teacher that never called on you and you made you feel like you weren't good enough. You know, all those things bury your purpose deeper, but it's still there. And you do need guides and coaches and spiritual advisors or all of the above, depending on how buried that that sucker is to really excavate it and get through all the nonsense, which looks like, in my experience, it looks like a lot of people who would appear to be a jack of all trades. Oh, they're good at this. They're good at this. Like, yes, you can be good at many, many different things because you're excavating and you're seeing like, you know what? I'm a fantastic painter. Not really where I want to live, but I'm really good at painting. That is the chipping away. When you play with those passionate areas of yourself, you're chipping so you can get through to where your purpose lives, which is why I love all the work that you've been doing. Because, you know, I told you I've been professionally stalking you, right? <laughs> well, I, love I love what you just said. Um, and, and that is a lot of the work that I do is and the, I'll just share this last thought that especially, especially as women, I think sometimes the things that come natural and easy, the things that we find are easy to do is where our joy lies and where our gifts are and where the passion is. The problem is that society and all the influences you just talked about do not always reinforce that those natural gifts are of value. So my ability to connect with people, to talk to strangers, to laugh, to easily, to love easily. When I was in third grade and making a commotion in class, those were not things that were considered high value Right. until I had my first paid speaking engagement. And all of a sudden I was being paid a lot of money to connect with people and to laugh and to help them experience the joy that's inside of them. So a big part of what I do is really very simple. It's helping people recognize your gifts exist. 
they're connected to your purpose, they come naturally to you, and they are really high value, and the world needs them. So it, it, that that sequence is, um, yeah, it's a beautiful place of, I, I, I'm humbled to get to do it, but I yeah. like No, I love it. And I could, I could see, you guys can't see, but I can see Linda's passion, like, vibrating off of her and that's why like the pause is like oh I just want you to hear like you're valuable right like <laughs> I, I hear you screaming it in your soul and trying to really communicate it in a loving flowing way because that's who you are and I honor and appreciate that so I have to ask you when okay. you're not out here helping other people excavate and get to their gifts and see the value of who they are inside as well as how their value can show up in the world and preferably be benefited from it. How are you giving yourself permission to pause? Uh, I would say for me, it's, I love words. I love to read and I love to write. So my permission to pause is when I tell my family who I love more than life, my two daughters, my husband, and I say, I need 48 to 72 hours. I need that. I need not one question, not do you want to go for a ride? Do you want to see the sunset? Nope. No decisions, no questions. Let me take my books and my notebooks and go to my happy place because I need to I need to recharge and refuel. So that's how I pause. Maybe somebody else that wouldn't feel like pause to them to have 17 books on the bed and 27 different notebooks because I'm so old school. I use ink on paper. Same. But that that's I would say that's my real permission to pause. I discovered it um, a couple years ago. I, I, I asked my husband, I said, you know what? I really, I'd love to know what it feels like to not have anyone ask me a question for 48 hours. And that was a, it was a revelation and the things that unfolded in those, you know, that weekend. And, and so now I do that not as often maybe as I would like, <laughs> um, but, but that would be my permission to pause. No, I love that. Just absorbing and releasing simultaneously. Like I felt, I felt the energy of that as you were describing it. I could see you on the bed with all the books and being in a space where you could just release all the things that don't belong to you and just shed it all, including the attention of even the people that you love the most and just really having that carved out space and then choosing what to absorb and refill yourself with. It's, that is really beautiful. I yeah. love that. And I, my coach, I have, um, who's a dear friend. It, it was an accidental coach. You know, one of those things you don't really realize it. But he, he gave me one of the greatest gifts a few years ago and said, you know, Linda, one of your gifts is that you synthesize information. You take in information and then you synth, you're like a synthesizer because it comes out in a different way because there's no original thought. So, so that was a really great gift. And I see you as being a synthesizer like yeah. you listen to the people that you interview you you say you're a professional stalker but you're reading <laughs> and the, it, like and then then it comes out in your incredible energy and voice so that yeah so that pause is giving space to synthesize and experience the joy that comes from that for me i would imagine i would imagine you would be very similar in that. I am identical 
And so I re- and I've never had anyone phrase it that way. So I received that. I received that gift. Thank you. You're- I didn't expect to get gifts from you today. But yes, thank you. <laughs> See what it happens when you're open to receive. The universe just brings you everything you need, and I I do appreciate that because I've been looking for um, the the way to describe what it is that I do when I'm in this space of loving on and also acknowledging consensual space, right? That you have to give, cause I'm a hugger, right? Like I'm the person that's, I had to be reminded like it's COVID, don't hug, right? Like I'm that person. <laughs> um, and, and this is my way of still hugging and, and loving on you. And you, you presented that so well to me. Thank you. You're so, oh, oh, you're so juicy. How can people connect with you and get some more of Linda Comier? <laughs> <laughs> Really, just my website, you know, it's Linda Cormier is my, I spell my name with a Y. I have no idea still to this day. I asked my mom, you know, because Linda in Spanish is L-I, which is, that was, but I don't know if she was trying to be different or what. So it's Linda. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and I, I'm not, I'm not huge on social media, but I am trying. So my Instagram or Facebook, just my name, those would be the name, the primary places that people can get in touch with me. And I, and I do, I do get a lot of personal messages like the, the DM or someone will ask a question. I always get back to people. So if anyone's like, I don't know, has a question or a thought they want to share with me, I'm pretty, I do get back to people. No, I love this. Listen, this is not the end of our conversation. For those of you who don't know, Linda and I clearly just met each other, right? Like for the interview and all the good things. And we were supposed to have, which I love our Balanced Bully podcast. We've been doing this since December 2016 for this particular show. And we just started the Luminaries edition. I think it was back in December um, when we just decided that we really wanted to hide those you know, higher level, extraordinary, impacting, inspiring women or a few brave men, right? That we you know, always want to highlight. And every expert that we share is always amazing. But there was a special place that we wanted to carve out for our luminaries. And when I had did my professional digital stalking <laughs> of Linda, which I pride myself on doing my research so I can always come well-informed and prepared for the interviews and, and make it a really good interview for you guys that are listening, uh, I decided on the spot, no, this is a luminary. I have to lumi- like illuminate you. And I normally pre-plan and know ahead of time, like, okay, it's going to be this person for May, for this, for June, you know, so on and so forth. And I immediately fell in love with all the work that you have been doing. So kudos to you showing up and showing up fully for giving yourself that permission to pause so you can synthesize the information that matters for your spirit and the work that you do. Because girl, you are doing it. And I am grateful and honored to be in an experience with you where we could share in this together with other people. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed connecting and meeting you. And and I'm so grateful that even though your listeners are just listening to our voices, I'm so grateful to have been in the presence of your energy and your smile. And um, yeah, just a great way to start, just a great way to start the morning. So thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I, I, I know this won't be our last conversation. It will not. I'm already looking forward to our next tea. We were we came prepared, y'all. We came prepared. <laughs> Linda, thank you so much for being here. I honor your time and I am so grateful that you got up early in the wee hours of the morning to have this conversation. We appreciate you. Thank you. Balance Bowley listeners, what did I tell you? I was not playing. I did not come to play. I wanted you to have 
the best of the best. And that is what I brought. I don't need you to tell me. I don't need reassurance or validation. I just needed you to know that I already know. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you guys showing up all the time. As always, if you like what you hear, make sure you follow us, share, write, and review for this podcast to make sure that the algorithm for Apple Podcasts goes all the way to the top and we can continue to be number eight of the top 35 podcasts for women in business that you want to follow. We love these little labels every once in a while. So make sure you do that. But more importantly, get those nuggets if you need to rewind and replay this because Linda was dropping gems break out your notebook go old school just like she told you carve out some time permission to pause and pull out everything that you need to absorb filter and synthesize if you should be so you know entitled to do so with your time make sure you do it for yourself so you can continue to grow as well In the interim, I want you to continue to create your balance and create your joy, but remember, do it boldly. 